0: Wow, Kelly, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Atlas. Great to be here with you.
0: It is an honor. You have created very powerful content, um, distilled the spirit and science very well. Hmm. It's one of the things that I'm extremely passionate about. So I'm very much honored to have this conversation together and also be able to share um, what you've distilled and also advance the mission of creating more love and abundance, unity um, on earth.
1: Yeah. Beautiful. I'm Excellent. With-
0: <laughs> yeah. Um <clears throat> And we'll have several conversational points throughout the show on effortless mindfulness, the direct path, the art and science of awakening, awake awareness. We'll go through a glimpse practice and we will share some of the action items that Locke is currently offering, including his mobile meditation program, including his exceptional books and his youtube channel instagram twitter all those links will be in the bio below would love for you guys to check them out if this episode resonates all right so man right i feel like the best place for us to start is the direct path yeah <clears throat> and just the importance of it, um, what, what it is and the importance of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a beautiful place to start because it, it is maybe what's the difference between the gradual path, um, which is the more common or, uh, well-known variety of meditation, uh, so the premise that makes it the direct path is the hypothesis that the awakeness, the freedom, the love that we're seeking isn't something that's created or developed. It's already here within us and even as us. Yeah. So it's essentially who we've always been. It's just literally subtler, deeper, wider, um, higher, but more essential so that with a direct uh, approach, like a glimpse, we can shift kind of background to foreground. What's hidden comes into the foreground and then it becomes more the ground of our being from which becomes the new normal, new operating system, uh, which we then lose it and come back. So just to say that in my experience, the direct path is kind of a way to glimpse directly, but it's not instant enlightenment, meaning uh, you don't stay there. It's uh, small glimpses, many times repeated. So it's direct realization, but then gradual unfolding.
0: Yes, Um, a core part of what I feel you shared there is to um, bring the background into the foreground is a really good way to put it. Um, So let's talk about that more. So there's a sense of, we could say, i or beingness or presence before the name the identity the stories that is shared
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and that we would like to bring that background into the foreground in a Mm. sense
2: yeah
0: and then what what is the direct path of doing so is the question right
1: so this is, I think this is one of the most important questions. And I'll start by saying that even within my particular approach, there's many doorways. So the idea is that uh, people have different learning styles and they have different obstacles that keep us from recognizing and realizing this essence of our true nature or this awake consciousness. So there's not one way, and there's certainly not one tradition, but there are some simple principles that are similar. Uh, and there's a couple of, the two main ways, I would say, are what's called the the resting method, or the do-nothing method, right? which is kind of letting go and letting be, and some traditions like Zen call it shikantaza, which is just sitting. So the the uh, metaphor which I love there, it's almost like a, uh, a poem is uh, muddy water, let's stand, becomes clear. Right. So there it, it shows that in some ways it feels like a background foreground, but actually the water, the clarity is not in the background only, it's always everywhere. Right. It's just being obscured by the primacy of the denser consciousness. Uh, So when you sit and don't engage and uh, re-rustle up the, the, the mud by active identification engagement, then it may settle. Now, that can be direct, but that also is actually one of the main practices of the gradual path, which means you sit that way for Uh, three years or 30 years or three lifetimes and then it may settle enough to be able to be uh, able to live from it because when it clears the next stage is okay so then it's clear but you're sitting and you're not moving so what happens when you recognize it then you important to realize that's who I am and then what's the relationship to the mud so that you can get up, stand up, and begin to walk and create and relate, without just saying, "Oh, I better go back and meditate again. I have to sit still, as if stillness or silence is the absence hmm. of sound or movement." Right. So that's one. That's one method, and a little bit about it. Then the other method is is more uh, of what I do, which is a little more of the inquiry method or the looking method or the unhooking of awareness, which is already identified or attached and having it drop or open and immediately know itself or return home to the subtler dimension, which then recognizes that that's the ground or the source from which Energy is actually made of it. So there's a con- interconnected feeling of unity or flow, where you're more the ocean of awareness arising as movement, energy, then as patterns of consciousness, thought, feeling, sensations, subpersonalities, and then a human body, still primarily awake consciousness. But and that's the, the key is to learn how to be 51% away consciousness and then welcome everything else
0: right and those two can also be very much like one yes yeah i found you can
1: start with one right
0: yeah right (laughs) right and this is great because it it's important to share that what mm-hmm. we're what we're describing is what we feel like is the most direct way mm-hmm. um, and there's an incessant amount of movement which is um, deeply conditioned by identity and separation and location and lack and all of these other things. And the, the slowing down of those oscillations of thinking can bring us more inward. And that's why rest is just such a beautiful way to put it. Do nothing inquire. Mm -hmm. And through that process, that can lead us to feel whole Mm -hmm. when we're doing nothing exactly yeah (laughs) and that's so beautiful yeah like i don't have to do anything to be perfect to be the absolute to be the highest possible Mm -hmm. and that itself is peace that's love right
1: That's the re- the freedom, the re- realization of the kind of okayness or essential well-being, which has a feeling of unity or interconnectedness and innocence, like a, that. It's deeper than the trauma. It's deeper than the feelings of worthlessness and not good enough. And subtler, deeper meaning subtler and more essential, so that those other feelings are welcome to arise to you. So that's one of the simplest inquiries that I have is is to shift from focusing on what's arising to find what is it arising to, what or who is this all arising to, pleasant or unpleasant. The traditional mindfulness is looking at the contents of consciousness noticing it's coming and going, it's, it's arising and passing, but then effortless mindfulness kind of begins by having awareness look back to itself, look back through the meditator to open to the field of already awake consciousness that's awake without our help, that then is arising as the aliveness, not, not being caught in what I call the Uh, witness protection program of being dissociated and looking from a detached, disembodied view, which can be a halfway point and can be very helpful uh, transition, but just staying open and coming home to embodiment and then open heartedness or uh, kind of the fabric of love that feels there's no non-fear, non-worry, non-shame, to which fear, worry or shame are welcome to arise and isn't spiritually bypassed. But now the psychological healing and the physical releasing of being kind of frozen um, and protective can begin to thaw out and be included. Yes.
0: Right. Yeah. I feel we're already, um, yeah, deeply diving into um, awake awareness, which is excellent, and um, the art and science, the practice, many glimpses repeatedly, Mm -hmm. and uh, stabilization. Yeah. Um, yeah, that last bit you shared has also been deeply resonant because there, there feels to be um, a spaciousness in the background that can be recognized and then that can be brought into the foreground and then that can feel like love for everything that mm-hmm. is. And so then that sort of that duality collapses,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but it's, it can be a helpful... Duality at first. Um, I found that to be also very powerful.
1: Yeah, and it it then becomes a multi-dimensional uh, reality meaning that primarily there's a, a you know a pure awareness that's empty or void or infinite, and then there's uh, a unity or love that's interconnected with everyone and everything. And then there's these unique waves of the ocean of awake consciousness, which are particular individuals that have personalities and, and, and then can see each other uh, with integrity and uh, yes. respect and equality, you know, almost naturally if you're looking through the eyes of the heart.
0: Yes, nice. Yeah, and I've known noticed that you also speak of it like a, a simultaneity, mm-hmm. right? Being across all of those domains at the yeah. same time, those dimensions. Yeah, and then that helps us be, as you've said, aware of distinction and unity simultaneously. Yeah, and that that's very powerful because it it's a very holistic perspective because it takes into account the, uh, the traditions of unity Mm -hmm. and love spaciousness. And yet at the same time, it takes into account the beauty of the individuation. Yeah. And then seeing all um, from that makes it so that when individuations interact or engage they're coming from that unified love and yet at the same time the unique expressiveness
1: yeah Yeah. and yeah the messiness of being human is just part of the grist for the you know that isn't uh doesn't have to take over but it has to kind of detox or thaw out because of the conditioning and the not only our own personal conditioning but almost like ancestral just passing on generational, uh, cultural, uh, that that can begin to um, liberate, but the liberation often, as it moves out, takes over for a while. <laughs> like, you know, anxiety, fear, yeah. worry. and then it's like, so that m- magic move of effortless mindfulness, once you've done a practice sitting still to be able to unhook, or what I call unhook, but uh, let go, and actually have awareness step back into that, which is spacious and pervasive, Yeah. to be with what's arising from a more holistic view, loving self with a capital S, if we use that language, then whatever parts of us that are angry or fearful or traumatized uh, are being held and welcomed right as they throw a tantrum right. and we're not acting out from them but we're not repressing and acting in we're actually letting our full humanness because we've discovered that the open-hearted awareness is the capacity to be fully human
0: yes nice i'm so happy that we're on this healing thread yeah so by recognizing this open-hearted spaciousness
1: mm-hmm.
0: we can fearlessly and courageously lovingly spaciously be with anything anything That's and cool. all of our conditions um, and it can be hard to look at many of the conditions oh, yeah. um, but in doing so we love them into dissolution and integration and transmutation and in freedom greater freedom
2: yeah that's right
0: yeah and there seems to be nothing that i found really more powerful than that as w- another huge part of the direct path is yes, that yeah
1: exactly if it comes back so that's you know the beauty of you what you're saying both the direct path and the healing so discovering the awake consciousness which is unhooked or detached in order to be more unified and and embodied while remaining infinite and intimate. Yeah that's great infinite and intimate <laughs> yeah
2: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah uh, ah yeah. that's that's beautiful how important healing is on the direct path
1: yeah Yeah. so important for us and for everyone we engage with you know just to realize when you hear someone's story you can't believe it if they those who like they look like they're have it all together or something and they just start being honest you're going like oh my god everyone is just carrying around all this stuff (laughs) (laughs)
0: right and most recently, it's been very beautiful to recognize that those are each individual's treasures. Yeah. To yeah. look at it their own time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So there's like no urgency. Uh, there's no need to generate a catalyst. It's just timeless Mm -hmm. for them to look at that unique treasure inside.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just to be able to show up for the unfolding. So not pushing the river, but not, you know, kind of staying underwater too much, you know, so that you see where, and feel what's going on as whatever the next thing that's ready to to come forth for you know to be heard and met and and loved up you know
0: <laughs> yes yes and it's it's actually a really it's a really beautiful way to To share that the direct path can be both this very, like, powerful direct inquiry uh, into the nature of reality and identity, Um, and yet at the same time, it can really be this, like, hey, I I feel a deep... uh, trauma in my life that i would like to look at and i don't necessarily know how to and i would like your help in holding that open heart space while i do yes and that's another way
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is and you know that part as you say it beautifully you kind of give a lot of space to that you know because it can be with a friend with a therapist in a group That's a supportive group. um, And, but it's, it is that kind of finding a safe, um, you know, same, same, but other person, other human being that you can be, feel listened to and you can kind of get that out. So at some point, you know, whether it's therapy or coaching or, or a good friend (laughs) or two or three, if you need, as you go along. Uh, to tell your, to tell that story, it's not to tell, to have those parts of you that have been hidden away to let them be heard by another and then ultimately the one they're looking for is you. The one they're looking for is that you that's not you, that's bigger than you that's essentially you that has no self that's a self. (laughs) <laughs> or <whatever> that, is. <laughs> that paradoxical right. feeling of like, wait a minute, this isn't me. It's bigger than me. Oh, but it's the source of me. That's, that's that feeling that can't be put into words. That's where a lot of direct path get, gets caught. It's like, oh, it's not, oh, I'm out of duality. I'm pure awareness. And now life is just a movie playing on the field of awareness coming and going. It's like, okay, keep going. Come on back. You know, because it's not a movie. It's actually an ocean of life and connection. That you're in it. When you're in it, you're you still have that support that's bigger than you, and then you can be your be your unique uh, personality. Um, that's just the flavor of the wave. You know.
0: Right. Right. Another uh, powerful way that I've seen be a common approach has been sort of using the mind to study the symbols of what I is.
2: Mm-hmm
0: and then anchoring in the body, in that interconnected oceanic unity, uh, rooted earth, basically. Um, Yes.
1: So say more about the symbols, like uh, say more about the first part of that. As though- Mind understands the symbols.
0: Right, right. So there's like a, there's like an endless uh, possibility space of imagination and symbology. Yeah. And there is, it's very much mirrored by the internet, let's say.
1: Right. Okay.
0: And it's a big, um, lots of hay and very few needles. Okay. Yeah. Right. And so by using the mind to look and find the needles Mm -hmm. of what I is, try and identify them, put them into um, maybe some notes or a distillation of sorts across the ancient wisdom traditions, modern science, things like that. Yeah. That's right. And and then embody it, which is more about the heart and the root just as an example. So then everything can come, whew, yeah, you know, online like that. And it feels different when everything's online like that that's been really recent
2: mm-hmm.
0: for me yeah. is coming more online like that. And sometimes it can show up a bit, you know, a bit bah, like primordial. It can show up a bit. Yeah. Uh, and that feels great too.
1: No, that's great. That's gotta, gotta have that juice, you know, um, You can't, you know, that's what one of these little side eddies of some of the spiritual uh, maps that start to get people caught is if, oh, I get it. You're not supposed to have any emotions. Okay. Oh, that, oh, let me try that, you know, and then it's like, no, 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 that don't, don't do that. You know, maybe when you detach from over emotionality, you'll have freedom from it and you'll be in a kind of observing. Uh, accepting place. But then when you come back, you have, you're still open and you have, you start to what I call shake and bake. You kind of get this kind of fullness of juicy life. Uh, But what you're describing sounds like, yeah, as I was saying, there's different doorways and paths, like in Hinduism, uh, the jhana path, which is the path of knowing or knowledge. Sometimes it's knowledge, but it's like you're doing looking to the you know your consciousness is going from gross to very subtle to really and then it just drops in in from the mind in to with consciousness within which is connected out so that's that door which is a great door yeah right
0: (sighs) it's just it's really warm it feels really good just being together feels great this feels like a, a good time to explore um a glimpse practice as you were sharing there's uh doors yeah there's ways to access we were talking about the direct path through all these different facets of the diamond including healing or yana
1: path yeah
0: so let's go uh
1: okay. yeah let's do this yeah, so it I feels like there's two. If you don't mind, I'll do one now and one later that almost complements it. Please. Uh, so, so this one. Um, okay, I'll start with kind of we were at the second one, but I'll go back to the first one. <laughs> so when we started, we said that often the, the mud that settles is kind of conditioning and kind of operating from important, but more gross level, uh, physical, emotional, mental and missing. And those three physical and mental, emotional, mental form a self, a small self that is trying to survive as a separate human being, which is important since we are animals in the world and there are fast moving objects and things like that. So But that overly uh, dominant definition and training and conditioning uh, can cover over uh, what's already here behind more open, subtler, non-physical, non-emotional, and non-thought-based. So the little small self tends to... uh, orient by thought going to thought and creating this little thinker and doer and problem solver to try to be safe. So it's probably trying to, you know, what's going on out there? Is there any problem out there? Is there any problem in here? What's going on out there? Is there any problem out here? So that problem solving function, as we get smarter and more more successful, it actually gets stronger. So one of the main obstacles to people who really actually learn a lot and grow a lot is their strong uh, problem solver ego center, their small self. So if that can relax, we might be able to feel kind of a more subtle, not sleepy, and not thought-based, alert, awake consciousness that's more spacious and pervasive. So that's the premise, that's the kind of description So here's the little inquiry that is being asked both to the problem solver initially, but actually is an invitation to the awake consciousness. So the inquiry is to look with, understand with thought, and then look with awareness to feel what's here now, just now, when there's no problem to solve. just understanding the words, and then not looking to thought, but letting the problem solver relax.
2: And then feeling that which is aware when there's no problem to solve. And then being aware of it, And then what's it like to rest as it, as this? And thoughts
1: can move, but just not getting on the train. And then resting as this awareness, what's the relationship to vibration, sensation, thought, emotion, and the world? without going back to create a problem solve, What if everything's included from this more spacious, alert, non-thought-based, and yet flow like a flow consciousness? It could move your hand, you could use thought, but then you could let your hand go and you could let go of thought and have clear peace of mind, and you could respond to something if you needed to in the world. So that's a little uh, glimpse practice that goes through some of the stages of awakening from, awakening to, Awakening as, and then uh, awakening as being. So good.
0: I'm curious if, if this. Are you familiar with uh, papanka?
1: Papancha sanasanka. Yeah. Right. Right.
0: Something, something, yeah. Um, so, and where, um, papancha is very much this weaving or this mental fabrication, yeah. and and then this nibbana, is yeah. the cessation of the mental weaving or the fabrication. Yeah. And and so that that, that has been such an instrumental part. I feel also. Of this as what you just described through this glimpse practice what happens when we just slow down that fabrication and that mental proliferation about our sense of self and our identity and sense of others and the past and the future and all of that
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then when we just rest and we rest and we relax back it's just mm-hmm. And then I love how you said that there will be some arising, but it's not taking us off of out of that. That's right. Yeah. And then the more that we just feel that and then bring that into. Right. Bring it in, bring that in. And then that
1: is love. (laughs) The unity with love. That's right. Yeah. So Yeah. Papancha, uh, Sanasanka is conceptual proliferation, is from the Pali language, and one of the kind of linchpin sutras between, I think, uh, insight meditation or Theravada or gradual practice uh, to direct practice, because it kind of gives one of the linchpins, as you were saying. And the thing is, even Nirvana is not as as, from the direct path isn't eliminating from more of a tantric direct path. It's not eliminating the, uh, thoughts. It's just that you don't get on the train and you don't have to orient to thought that thoughts are like, uh, mental sensations being observed, not by a thought-based, I think, therefore I am, That's the key is it's the thinker more than the thoughts. The thoughts are not a problem. The brain actually from neuroscience doesn't stop. No matter how quiet you are, it's going to be active, but we have a habit of not only paying attention, but then forming a thinker and, uh, you know, from there. Whereas when you're in a flow state, uh, it's higher consciousness and you can respond faster without orienting to thought, without creating an ego center.
2: Mm.
1: So that's the feeling. And then it feels like there's no thoughts, but they're actually kind of gone into the background. Um, So one of the examples I use, I ask people, like, if you bring your awareness to the bottom of your left foot right now and just feel the nerve endings and all that sensation that's there, like, So, you know, if you can feel that, yeah. Mm -hmm. So a minute ago, it was in the background. But if you had a habit, you know, which pain often, you know, chronic pain will give you that habit. But if you just started paying attention to sensations in my left foot, how are you doing today? My left foot's fine. And my big toe is a little better than yesterday, but my other toes are not so good. But then you'd be, whereas you're, if you just let the sensation in your right foot and the mental sensations in your head go into the background. And then the key is awareness of awareness. So instead of awareness of thought, which then creates thought going to thought, you unhook awareness of thought, which is the first uh, mindful move of awareness of thoughts coming and going. So now you're aware of that, that's half step. Now be aware of awareness. And then, as then rest is awareness. And then, as that awareness, notice the arising and the interconnection and the unity with sensation, thought, feeling, and the world. So there's kind of a awareness behind you, within you, in front of you, and aliveness behind you, within you, in front of you, but where you're aware from is no longer either the small self in the middle of your head, nor a mindful witness that's watching contents, you've kind of discovered, kind of dropped open and included this new um, open mind, open heart to Mm. Infinite, intimate, you know, mm-hmm. feeling of being. So that, that just that description that sounds like, oh, well, that's, boy, that sounded a little complicated. Well, you know what? It's about six moves. It's not that, common. it's really not. It's new. It's unique. It's, it's, it's like a little weird. You got to go, what do you mean? Awareness, awareness, then awareness is aware of itself. Then it, you know, it's like, okay, that. That, I don't know any of that. That's true. You don't know it yet, but it's 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 fairly simple. It's not easy. It takes what it takes, but it's available. It's learnable. It's teachable. It's almost a necessity at this point in our uh, evolution and, yeah. and human development. Um, yeah. Perhaps, let's see if
0: if this um, way of describing also resonates. You said that there will be another glimpse practice that we'll do. So is describing the, the... The obsessions with identity and all stories can sort of be, at least from, I've also understood it, seem like a little Barbie house. And that the relaxation of the story and of the identity is sort of the ability to begin seeing through all eyes simultaneously or seeing th- as the whole itself being that
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. and then it was seen that the stories and the identity of the barbie house was beautiful mm-hmm. and it served typically as the drill sergeant of awakening suffering
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then from this from this realization one can then recognize that the way that like you described flow consciousness that one can be that and live from that and express as that and and then that can hold space for all of the other barbie houses Mm -hmm.
1: um yeah (laughs) I hadn't used, I hadn't used. I must admit, I hadn't used Barbie houses as one of my <laughs> main images, but that's good. <laughs> so, so you know, one of the unique things that having come from uh, being at the same time training as a kind of consciousness meditation person and and a psychotherapist is kind of bringing those two worlds together and then adding neuroscience and. Other things. But so currently the the internal understanding is that this awake consciousness, when it comes back, and then that problem solver isn't the center, the ego isn't the center, the self isn't the center, but it's not like there's nobody home. It's not an empty Barbie house. It's not an empty, the actual ego that was trying to be me, that was trying to solve problems, is an ego function that was trying to be an ego identity. So it doesn't need to be killed, doesn't need to be gotten rid of. It's not that it is relatively, uh, it's relatively real. It's ultimately not real. There isn't any solid separate self there, but it's functionally uh, can be part of the team. So once you realize that the, all the characters in the house uh, are parts of us, you know, the the part that, Uh, you know, the worker bee part, the judging, even the, you know, the critic and the judge are all trying to find love. They're trying to help. They're just confused and they're burdened with these kind of uh, ignorances Mm -hmm. or misinformation. And, but they have energetic value. You know, they, they have life and they can be, you know, we're kind of multiple Uh, sub personalities once are but the key is who who's aware of them has changed radically. So that changes. But then we come back, as you say, the house is still here. We don't have to keep acting like, no, there's no me. I go to the grocery store and things end up in my cart and there's no person named Locke. There's just, you know, which I've heard. And I'm like, what is it in your cart? Is it things you tend to like, or is it all cat food and you don't have a cat? You know, it's like, you, if you don't unify, then you're kind of dissociated or uh, right. spiritually bypassed. So finding a way to understand and to feel, all right, what is happening here? So this sub-personality or parts-based psychology seems to go very well, because then you can have you can start to feel anxious and go, All right, where am I feeling anxious? Oh, I'm feeling in my throat. All right, well, where is it located? Is it in my head? Am I? No, just like right here. All right, can I step back and be aware of that anxious part of me? And then say, Oh, part of me is anxious. Okay. And is there a part of me that's not anxious? Yeah, there's part of me that's excited about what's happening. And there's part of me that. It's fearful in this part of me that's like, it's all going to be all right. So you are aware of these parts of you, then that one part doesn't, you know, possess you, take you over as if I am anxious, I need to try not to be anxious. I better go meditate and not be anxious. Like, okay, well, just step out in a direct way, be that which isn't anxious, and notice this isn't anxious. And now, don't make it spiritualize it away, just like, okay, stop being anxious because I'm truly the non-anxious awareness. Then come back and say, who's anxious? What part of you is anxious? What are you anxious about? So it's almost like being with inner children. Uh, so then they tell a little story because they've been holding it and they're trying to, you know, tell the truth. And if we can then start to meet that and listen and be with then they just relax they start to go like all right well uh you know uh, nobody's listening to me and i'm like okay i hear you that nobody's listening <laughs> well nobody's listening to me okay i'm here listening saying hearing you say no one's listening and they're like all right so you're listening it's okay so, so it starts to um be this relationship with those parts even the you know the rageful parts the panicky, hateful are just like they're just have something to say they were hurt they were right you know they need to be heard right yeah
0: right right Mm -hmm. it's really powerful to have non-resistance to the Barbie house, uh, Mm -hmm. to have healing to the Barbie house. And then Mm -hmm. that is what then uh, unwinds those conditions and contractions. Um, I was doing some yard work today and I was uh, noticing resistance to the yard work. Oh, there could be a a more uh, rich expression of the universe right now uh, through this vehicle, mm. than yard work, uh, <laughs> and then there was the the relaxation of that resistance, and that was all that needed to happen in order for this to become the yard work itself. Yeah, and that was peace.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Yeah, that's, that's the uh, that's the that's the process. Once you have access, which is why the direct path, I feel, can be done, you know, certainly in the midst of doing everything else and growing up. And, but once you have access to that, then when you get gripped by something like a resistant part that's like, I should, you know, like a spiritual ego, I should be doing yard work in a spiritual way that makes me feel, and then you just go like, all right, well, that's an opinion. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Right, Uh, yes, oh, great. Is this good time for the second?
1: Sure, yeah.
0: Glimpse, excellent. So
1: so this one is, uh, I'll do a little story because it has a little neuroscience in it, but uh, so in the, like the first, a neuroscientist that studied meditation, a guy named Herbert Benson, who wrote some books. He was a Harvard professor. So he, he went over to Tibet in the end of a three-year retreat with a big group of Tibetan monks. And he brought all these, you know, they had like these, uh, suitcases and, and, uh, huge containers to bring all the equipment over there. They did this EEG on the monks and that, you know, which is like this bathing cap with little nodules on it. It's the way they measure it. So he sets up and he starts talking to the young monks who are pretty much in their advanced stage of the last part of their three year retreat. And he says, "Okay, now what we're going to do is we're going to take this cap with these nodules, and we're going to measure your meditation. We're going to put it on your head. And they all start laughing. And then he's like, The head monk is like, now now please respect these Western scientists. They've come from far away. You know, it's like, okay, okay. So when we measure your meditation, then they start laughing, and then finally they ask, What are you laughing about? He said, Well, when we experience meditation, we experience it here and here in the heart space. We don't we experience this as empty, as gone. So they were saying, you know. In terms of our experience you may be able to measure it there but that's not where it's happening it's happening we've dropped from head to heart mind Mm -hmm. bodhicitta so this meditation i kind of picked up on that and it's called dropping from head to heart space so the premise from this direct practice um approach is that you don't look down like you would watching your breath from your head using your attention uh, to your chest or your belly, that literally you have awareness itself as, a, as identified with thought, unhook and decenter, and then feel as if your awareness is aware of your jaw and your smile from directly from within, direct perception, then feel as if your awareness drops into your throat and neck, and then drops into your body and then behind your heart space into your heart space. So you're aware of your heart space from your heart space. So that's the description. So now that's just to give you a sense. So you don't have to listen too much to my words. You can just kind of feel it. So the sense is that I'm talking not to you, the ego or the meditator or the intention, attentional, one who does things well, I'm talking to you, the awake consciousness, which is identified with thought. And you can move yourself down, because you're aware from everywhere already. So this is the premise. You Don't have to feel it or know it or believe it, but try it. Let's see what happens. Yeah. So just feel that sense of uh, seeing And hearing that goes to the center of your head, to feel that sense of identification or normal sense of seeing consciousness, hearing consciousness, thinking consciousness, just find that location of where are you hearing from, where do you see from, where are you thinking? And then just notice the premise that awareness is what thoughts are made of, and awareness is identified or attached to those thoughts, and awareness can simply unhook and step back. into more open primary space. And then from that openness, awareness can actually feel your body directly from within. So it drops from head to your smile and your jaw, and see whether you can feel Mm -hmm. this shift. So you're feeling your jaw and smile directly from within, and then feel like a globe of invisible awareness, or as if, The center is dissolving. You feel dropped into your throat and your neck. Just feel that aliveness, space and awareness, direct perception, and then feel as if awareness can move itself and drop below your neck into your upper body and just feel your body as if perhaps for the first time directly from within the awareness within your body from which your body is made. Just drop, open, drop below and behind your emotional heart until you find this kind of safe heart space, this heart mind or this. Mm. And then go deep like into a river and then into a space within the atoms so that you're aware of your heart space, you're aware from your heart space, you're aware as your heart space. So it can even kind of open up back Mm. through the middle of your body and start to become aware back behind you of the awareness that has you back. So surrender that globe of awareness back at the speed of awareness until it discovers the awareness that's already aware and like an ocean of awareness that is becomes dancing aliveness, feel that awareness is equally spacious and then pervasive as your body, and then feel uniquely as if you're almost looking out of the eyes of your heart. So your eyes are like periscopes receiving information, goes down to your heart, mind, and then can interconnected with everything and everyone without projecting, without analyzing, just being, seeing, dropped, open, and including everything connected to kind of a boundless heart that connects to your whole body, top to bottom, but doesn't relocate in your head, stays dropped. And mm-hmm. open. So, See what that feels like, and you know, certainly you can try it now and then, but see if you can kind of try it when you're taking a walk sometime like drop and then just walk and just feel the nature, or just simply, you know, do an activity that feels like you can stay dropped open behind you, kind of in a panoramic way, and then receiving with your eyes opening open in this wisdom mind, this um, Mm. it has discrimination, but not uh, judgment in its negative judgment Mm -hmm. discriminate.
2: Gorgeous.
0: powerful to use the word soma or somatic in in contrast to the mind Mm -hmm. because it 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 feels so much like it's 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 yeah yeah yeah. (sighs) right and from 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 here you know and then
1: that right out fullness of it yeah it's like that yeah Yes, kind of the the chi, the chi when it's more like chi than than kundalini kind of goes up the channel, but this kind of opens like the wings of the heart kind of oh, has the same, but it doesn't stay too too tight. Yeah, it opens that up, but it opens this up too, so that you have right. Some, oh, that's
0: great. Oh, that's great. So there's a uh, there's see, like a wings of the heart. And then there also feels to be a, a rooting, an earthing
1: right. rooting uh, from the dantian through the back of the spine, right. like almost sometimes through the leg, but sometimes not even through the leg. Almost like your spine goes in the ground. Yes, <laughs> just like, <clears throat> and that's the earth, you know, the power source. And then, and then you can be aware of all that. Because that's the area that has certain repressed, a lot of repressed life force, sexuality, uh, hunger, trauma, power. So you need the 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 infinite and then you need the open hearted to go down. Yeah. Try to just go right to the to the belly chakra, the root chakra. It's tough, tough work because you just it's stronger than any ego. It's gonna blast you out so finding this resource then you find its its power because it wants to be liberated too it wants to do its natural thing about power and sexuality and hunger and it doesn't want to be confused and wants to be life force life force natural natural
0: right I've also recently been feeling like the the breath, the breath itself, rather than being in yeah. sim, symbols and concepts, very shallow breath, that there's this, there's like a rooted, heartfelt, somatic, yeah sourcefulness to the to the breath to feeling that oceanicness and waveness. Yeah. Um, and a powerful for me and I've seen this is a very powerful one. Um, down here.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Down here to have as we unlock the fearlessness and the courage to look. Yeah. One of the one of the powerful ones is uh, the relation of this to all. Yeah. Right. So it's self-image is mm-hmm. one of the most subtle ones, let's say, to to look at and investigate and transmute any lack, separation, um, yeah. desire to be seen, validated, unworthiness. Yeah,
1: yeah That 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 feeling of, you know, the heart is the center, but it has to go down and up. Like often people feel the the ground of being like right here at, at the belt line. It's almost like, like, and that's kind of the connection between in and out. So it's not so much of a chakra or a energy center. It's like literally the inside and out are the same. The world and me are connected, right? Here, like right. And then there's you know, more energetic stuff going on, but that's a place to rest the ground, ground quality. And then I ask people, usually by doing something, go out and we come in, and then it's like, well, how do you feel? And someone will say, grounded. And I said, Well, where do you feel grounded? Like they often go here or everywhere. And I say, Well, what's the ground made of? And they go, what's well, made of the ground? No, no, no. is it like made of earth? And they go like, no, not earth, like what? I don't know, it's really grounded, it's really safe, it's really okay, like never before, it's me. It's, it's like, oh, it's made of awareness. It's made of nothing, but not nothing, like oh, awake nothing. It's made of the infinite that's here.
2: Right.
1: So that's the, you know, that's the thing. It sounds like, I mean, I hope people are getting this if you haven't gotten it. It's, it's, not, it's not that weird. It's not that far, foreign and far away. It really isn't. It's learnable. It definitely is learnable. Um, it's just subtle, like you'll make your own words to it. The words, you know, or the pointers that we're describing from our experience are one way to kind of get a sense, oh, okay, I'm in the territory a little bit. I'm a little like this? It's not like that. But then finding a door and a direct way to have that awareness be the knowing and the knower of itself, and then of energy, and then of your body. Most people have known it. They, uh, in fact, you know, that flow consciousness I often use, I say, What do you do in your free time that you love? (laughs) You know, and then people are like, I walk in the woods. I garden. I play with animals. I play with children. I surf. I dance. I paint. I, you know, I say, well, what if you did that in order to get out of yourself and into a more interconnected field called awake consciousness? Like, it's not about the thing or the activity. That's the door. What if you didn't focus on the hill you're climbing and getting to the top and looking out over at the, at the sky? What if you then looked out the sky, got that feeling, and then felt back who's experiencing this? And then what if you could access that any place, anytime? Because you know the door, you already do it. In fact, you're, you're compelled to do it and you call it fun. Right. <laughs>
0: nice
1: yeah but you don't know that you know it you you think it's about you know the person who plays music can find it the other person who um you know goes surfing like the person who goes plays music may not get it when they're surfing the person who you know because that's not their door it's not about surfing or music it's about something that allows you to drop into that, out of the ego, into the interconnected field, that's subtle and knowing and highly functional. That yes. activities. Totally. Isn't just sitting still. But yeah. has the stillness to it.
0: Right. Stillness, yeah. Right. As though it, it brings the realization of stillness into all movement in a simultaneity.
1: Yeah. That's right.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> well, just beautiful,
1: yeah, yeah, it's so beautiful. I mean, that the, you know, that first question resonates again like, what is the direct practice, and you know, is it how do you do it and that's that's what i've been like about like what is it and how do you do it and then how do you share it you know how do people other people get it because the water is so good it's like the water's great come on in because when you taste it it's just like oh my god so many people say i can't believe this has been here all along and nobody ever showed me how or oh now i remember how i naturally experienced it but i didn't know that's what it was
0: Right. right, and there's access points which can feel like pre is some in some ways pre eighteen months uh-huh. of age that baby like innocence. Uh, another one uh, can feel like the saturation of God's love mm-hmm. being omnipresent. Yeah. Um, so perhaps a sage like wisdom. Um, perhaps a bit of like reptilian or primordial chimp-like playfulness and groundedness, um, and and that, yeah,
2: and to have this available has a
0: <clears throat> many-faceted access points mm-hmm. to the diamond that's right here, always yeah. right here. Um,
2: it's gold. Yeah. It's gold.
1: Yeah. The, 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 the awareness-based knowing is what's just coming to me. So we're, you know, talking about that term I use, awake awareness. It just means that it's not attention. It's not. It's not. Um, uh, you know, I am aware of something. It's it. It's a awareness that's already awake, and alert. So it's alert without using thought, because it was alert. In the 18 month year old baby and it's alert uh, post, you know, using thought and in a flow consciousness, it's alert and functional and then the implicit memory can just be a program that is used as needed. Yes. But that that's the new uh, operating system. Nice. It's It's awareness based primacy of awareness, not thought and thought is made of awareness so we're not getting rid of thought thought is useful our hands are useful our emotions are useful right where are we operating from and you described each of those facets the ape-like one and the you know the love and the you know each one has the awareness because you've shifted into the awareness-based knowing and then the aliveness will come out in different expressions right
0: right I love that. so open, spacious, mm-hmm. And then pervasive, that that a lot, and then that alive expressiveness through. Mm-hmm. And I love how you brought flow, where we're whatever is that activity that is sought after is just the cessation of the identification and stories because it's the the, you it's dissolved into the very isness of what is that and
1: um in a very highly functional way now
0: yeah (laughs) yeah because you're still so good i mean steph curry is shooting and he's not a separate person he he, you know it he that is it's the very three-pointer happening itself and the violinist or the gardener or the hiker or whatever the activity is is that that is and it's scientific as well which I wanted to, to just bring to recognition as well which we're at least let's see if this is Aligned with you as well, that it seems to be the cessation of the default mode network and the activation of the central executive network, the flow network, um, modulated by the salience network.
1: Yeah, it well, it's interesting because I was there's a um, I was part of a research project at um, NYU with uh, Zoran Joseph Povic is the scientist. Um, And what he considers what it is, is the the balance of the default mode network and the task mode network are both simultaneously on. So what it seems to be, at least from this, this theory, that we have this alternating, two alternating networks that alternate about every 20 seconds. They look out and then 20 seconds they look in. So in terms of meditation, so certainly, you know that in terms of distraction, everyone knows that. But when you try to focus on your breath, which is a task, about 20 seconds in, if you start to really look at it, your mind will wander. Well, what is it? It's because you're not concentrating? No, because the network just alternated. Now it's going gonna, it's gonna to look, it's looking out. Now it looks in to daydream or to thought. Um, and then you have to, 20 seconds later, you'll say, oh, that's right. I was meditating. Bring it back. And here's the interesting thing. When you do one-pointed meditation, focus on your breath, you repress the default mode network, and you just put on the task mode.
2: Mm. So
1: create a kind of calm, but it's a repressed calm. So here, kind of comfortably numb, calm, and then it can't last when you try to function because you can't function function from just external, because you have no creativity. So default mode has creativity. It has uh, kind of an inner life to it. So what we did, he had a, us a group of us who are able to do this more Buddhist non-dual, which is equally balancing outside and inside, or task mode internal. Mm. And what we showed is that instead of alternating, the networks were both on at the same time. Right. So then what happens is when you feel that they're on, you feel this evenness or this uh, continuousness of unity. Yes. This sense that, oh, I'm aware of what I'm thinking and I'm aware of the world. And they're both kind of the same. They're both have this this connection, and they're very soft and they're very kind of happy and flowing.
0: So perhaps a way to express it is that there's a tremendous amount of our um, day-to-day intelligence that is in the weaving or the fabricating which is an excessiveness let's say compulsiveness in the rumination default mode and that the direct path or the inquiry um, into inner kingdom of experience that that is the toggling inward into perhaps the concentration, the, um, that central executive network's ability to focus. Mm-hmm. And that through that process, then we can target what is the subject, what is the background, what is the nature of this? And then finally, upon sort of recognition, um, we can then have that very much that between those two, both lit up mm-hmm. and there's a equin- equanimity there's a flowness um right. so i'm no longer i'm no longer competing to um to kind of calm down right. the bar the barbie house that's right um,
2: yeah
1: because if you get lost in the default mode network you can be in daydream and past memories and flooded by trauma and worry and triggered and if you're so a lot of people go into work mode, and become workaholics because then you're just avoiding the the default mode network. Right. Tasks over and over again, and even some of the you know the phone is going down the rabbit hole. Yes. Outside because you're avoiding the inner.
0: Yes.
1: The world exactly, and, and so so the feeling of when you're when you balance the the two and when you're aware from open-hearted awareness is you're not aware from your attentional system you actually feel like you're aware from the field yes interconnected with the object like it's over there but there's some connection to it through this ocean of awareness and i'm aware from here to the to the you know from everywhere um i'm not aware like a flashlight right attentional system uses a flashlight my mindful witness uses like a floodlight to watch thoughts feelings sensations this is like a ocean yes ocean connection that is has a panoramic feel so even it's never connected there it's always connected i
0: love this. this this is so good um i i uh i've also shared how there's an obsession with the with the devices and they can be so helpful for us to recognize what's happening which is the obsession on the object and then we just trace back to oh well there's a perception happening and then well what is the perceiver what's the subject itself what are other subjects and through that like inquiry process which I think the social dilemma was a great um, catalyst yes. to to see that, right. um, and then like you described, there's uh the there's like this witness version, there's the flashlight version, the um, observer yeah version of the risings and passings, and then there's this collapsing of that into there's a field,
1: there's a field that's aware, and and the weird thing is this kind of trips people out when they hear, and your body and is arising in the field. So you're not, it's not coming from you going that way. It's like, it's everywhere. And your body's like a wave in the ocean. And so I'll do, do so you can use your attentional system, which everyone's pretty good at, and bring your attention to an object, and then just leave it there and, and let your attentional system like be, okay, that system is doing that. Now, have awareness, turn around, unhook and be aware of the space between you and feel the space between you and the object. And now have awareness, feel back through that which is above your shoulders until it feels the awareness that has your back. And now if you're doing anything, you're resting back as that awareness, which then discovers that there's a field of awareness that's already effortlessly mindful, effortlessly aware, of your body and the object. And that's just been happening all along, but we've been trying to concentrate, (laughs) trying to focus, trying to get the default mode to cooperate. And meanwhile, there's a bigger system available. So that, that move scientifically hasn't quite caught on, but I feel like I wanna make that like, the attentional scientists get that like for AD people with ADD, ADHD, that I've taught a lot of people individually how to focus from the embodied, open hearted field um, because it's easier to focus from the flow. Um, And I think it can become more uh, just normal.
0: There's the there's the birth of of from the holistic into the contracted that is then seen to be contracted through inquiry released back into the whole, and that seems to be a great mechanism for this intelligence to um. Fall asleep, wake up, play with itself endlessly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I, you know, so it's that getting used to just recognizing, realizing, uh, familiarizing. the The Tibetan word for meditation is familiarize. So once you recognize, you realize, just familiarize. Then lose it. No big surprise. Just re-recognize. Great. Right. It's my little. I love <laughs> that small glimpses <laughs>
0: right familiarize If no, forgot no big
1: lose it no big no big surprise just re-recognize
0: losing no big surprise just recognize right right <laughs> right yeah beautiful lock so so nice ah thank you
1: Yes, so welcome. Very good to to connect with you and geek out with you and uh, go deep. You know, go deep and and let other people kind of hear a conversation between us that should share that, just us being us talking about what we love, what we experience and trying to imperfectly articulate and communicate with each other. And hopefully others can hear a little bit of that and be inspired. To give it a try
0: yes yes and i found uh i found a lot of uh love here between us it feels really beautiful
1: thank you
0: and i um i feel like it's been uh, successfully emanated through the conversation and that there are um there are an an awesome amount of ways to, to engage if you guys would like, I mean, first we would love to thank you. Thank Locke for coming on the show. Thank everybody for watching also. And um, we would love to hear from you. So if you guys want to drop a comment below and let us know um, what resonated, um, you guys can always uh, like the video and share the video if it resonated. That's a powerful way to continue spreading this. Um, You can subscribe to our channel. You can also subscribe to Locke's channel. His YouTube will be in the bio. You can find a lot of great free content there also on his Instagram and Twitter. Those links will be in the bio. You can find all of his books uh, on his website. We'll have uh, that link down there as well. I highly recommend The Way of Effortless Mindfulness and also Shift into Freedom. Just powerful reads, uh, direct, loving. You can feel the love in the books. Um, And also you can find the affiliate link to Effortless Mindfulness, to the mobile meditation. Um, And give that a go. I've been uh, playing around with it and it's very direct what Locke shared with us through the uh, the Glimpse Practices is just dived into even more deeply and regularly. So give that a go, check that out. And anything else
1: Locke? No, I think that's it. Um, you know, I look forward to meeting people and just to invite people to give this direct path a try. It's so beautiful. There's many different ways. There's other teachers, other, you know, don't feel like there's only one way. Keep trying because I find that people are like, "Mm, I don't know. No. No. Oh. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Just stay with it. Keep trying a different door. Try this door. Try that door. Right. Well, then don't try any. Don't just don't try at all. Right. And hopefully, you'll be in the in the soup. You know, you'll be in the yes yes. It and it'll find you because it's already here. That's the main thing. It's already within you. It's already who you are. It's just a little covered over, and we're finding out how to drop or open, let go, turn over. But what is it that lets go, and what is it? That it let's go into and then what is it that includes everything that exploration is uh is possible and just really quite extraordinary yeah
0: and then what does that recognition bring forth into yeah, yeah. our world how much more love peace unity prosperity abundance for all is possible it's all we know it is we know we know it is but we like to play the game of we are separate from these other people and that we would like more for ourselves and that whole game and um but the pie can grow for everybody from a place of unity and love and we know that that's uh where where it's all heading
1: yeah yeah it's for this is not an individual you know go to a cave or a monastery this is literally let's awaken together in this world and and live and then make w- responses and compassionate activity that flows naturally from this uh, clear seeing and courageous motivation. Yeah. So, yes. yeah.
0: Excellent. And yeah. <laughs> I feel, I feel powerful uh, with the continued exploration with Locke and the Effortless uh, Mindfulness uh, Institute, as well as offerings. So I'm really looking forward to that and just cross-pollinating our networks and uh, super excited for that um, let's go ahead and wrap uh, the recording and then you and I just for a moment can stay together lock okay Thank you. all right thanks everyone we love you so much bye-bye bye everyone <laughs>